Content presented on the following podcast is for information purposes only. The views and opinion expressed from host and caregivers are solely given based on the experiences of the individuals involved. Because each person is so unique, always consult your physician, physical or occupational therapist, or medical and fitness advice. Are you struggling to help your aging parents or disabled spouse to do everyday personal care tasks? Are you concerned about them falling or you injuring yourself? What is the task that is so difficult for you to help them to do? You are not alone. We can help. Finding a Foothold is a weekly podcast show that invites you to call in and tell us your challenge. Here, you can receive practical tips and strategies from an occupational therapist. And here is your host, Consuela Marshall. Hello, I'm Consuela, and welcome to another episode of Finding a Foothold. And I want to welcome you all caregivers out there who are here today and are sharing your time with me. And this is the podcast where caregivers get to call in, tell me their caregiving challenge, and I offer tips and strategies to try to help improve how they're providing the care to their loved ones. And for those of you all who are new to this community, let me introduce myself. I'm Consuela. I'm an occupational therapist, and I have been doing home health occupational therapy for over 20 years. So recently I did the math. I have been in over thousands of homes in that 20-year period where I have worked with patients that have different type of uh, diagnosis. All of those diseases or ailments that often leave a person not being able to perform lifestyle functioning tasks uh, that they did prior to whatever diagnosis has occurred. And that also includes uh, working with patients who've had injuries or maybe even joint replacements. All of those services that are provided in the home as an occupational therapist, I've had the privilege to share into those lives. So on this podcast, you get to call in and tell me what your problem is. So on today's podcast, we're in season two now, and on today's podcast, I'll get to share with you a couple of calls that have come into the podcast and give those callers some tips and strategies, something that they can think about and sort of filter into how they're doing things. And you know, while I don't know the full story of what the true diagnosis or what, what are the limitations are there in the story, I can at least start to guide them in a direction where they can start to find a way to do things a little bit easier. So the first call on the call-in line came from a Sophie. Sophie has been caring for dad for quite some time, and she admits that it's been a struggle. Dad has had a long history of diabetes with some neuropathy in his legs and really having some issues with his balance and falling quite a bit. And it was a struggle caring for for him up until the time he went into the hospital. So what led to him going to the hospital was a fall. She says that dad often becomes unstable in the bathroom and has fallen in the bathroom when uh, performing toileting tasks several times. And this time uh, it resulted in a need to go to the hospital because he was unconscious for a few minutes, uh, but didn't break any bones. But he's now coming back home again. And daughter Sophie is like afraid of how's it going to work? I can see this really us falling back into the same pattern. And she really wants to know what she can do to make sure things can really get off to a better track when he gets back home. So Sophie, I, I, I really see your concerns and I, 
I can, in your calls, sense that you are really struggling with uh, some anxiety about dad coming back home and rightfully so. So let's, let's talk about what you mentioned to me and let me see if I can give you some suggestions on some things to consider. So with neuropathy, it does affect the balance. When a person has um, peripheral neuropathy in their legs, you lose the sensation of where your legs and your feet are in space. So with that, it can lead to some balance problems. So let's just talk about a couple of things you may want to consider as dad is coming home. And I'm just going to hone in on what your specific uh, need is. You mentioned that he, he falls quite often in the bathroom. So let's just tackle that problem. One thing I want you to be mindful of is, is his footwear. You know, when dad is maybe getting up out of bed, uh, moving around, all bathrooms have hard uh, surfaces because there's typically no carpet, I hope, in the bathrooms. So all of the surfaces there, whether it's tile or wood, they're going to be slippery surfaces. So dad, first of all, makes, needs to make sure he's wearing uh, rubber non-skid shoes. So getting a good, comfortable pair of shoes that he can easily slip on and hopefully one that doesn't have the heels exposed, but one that his, his foot can fully sit into and the back of the shoe comes back up on the heel and that fit properly, that is the best option for him. And also as an alternative, you can also go with the non-skid socks. Now with the non-skid socks, you wanna make sure you get a pair that has a non-skid surface on the every on the top part and the bottom part of the sock. Because what can happen if they sleep in the socks is that they can tend to turn around and maybe the uh, non-skid surface would go to the top and exposing the slippery surface of the sock onto the floor. And so it's just like them walking on ice when they're just on with just regular socks on. So those are the two things I really need you to consider is what is this footwear? And another thing is, what is the lighting? Can he see? Which may be an issue when you're when you have diabetes, because it does at times affect the vision. So making sure there's a night light or on, or leaving a light on in the bathroom, or a light that turns on automatically as they sense movement going past it. Uh, and the third op, the third thing I want you to consider is uh, the height of the toilet. If dad is struggling and he's falling because he is getting up off of the toilet and it's too low, I want you to look at the height of the toilet. If it is too low and he's struggling, he's maybe pulling on something. And I'm like, this is going to tie into the, the, the fourth recommendation. And that is the grab bar. But back to recommendation number three is that you want to make sure dad can easily get off the toilet. Sometimes when they're having to rely on a cabinet or sink on one side and pulling up or they're pulling up on something that is not stable, that can result in them falling. So a quick remedy for that is to purchase a bedside commode. Purchasing a bedside commode and taking the frame that is minus the pot, the bucket that goes into it, minus that. So you don't need that. And you would take just the frame itself and place it over the toilet so that everything that happens goes down into the toilet and gets flushed away. So when you purchase the bedside commode, you can try to go through your insurance if you like, and most, and most insurance companies will cover the bedside commode. So what you have to do is just talk to your doctor and, and get them to write a prescription that gets 
forward it to your insurance company and your insurance company to cover that. But basically, or you can just order them online. I mean, they're very reasonable nowadays, the bedside commode. So when you get the bedside commode, it comes with a bucket and a splash guard. And you, people often overlook the splash guard because it is sitting inside of the bucket of the bedside commode. So if you put your hand there and you pull it apart, you'll see you have two pieces. The part that looks like a bottomless bucket is actually a splash guard. So when you are setting up the frame of the toilet, the, the bedside commode over the toilet, you can adjust the legs of uh, the four legs of the frame up to the proper height. And if your dad is rather, rather tall and there's a gap between the actual height of the toilet and the height of the frame of the bedside commode, you often can have a gap. And with men, that can be very problematic because it can cause for squirting in between that gap onto the floor. And that's another issue itself. So the splash guard that is that comes with the bedside commode, make sure you put that splash guard into the frame and that takes up that gap, which prevents the splashing of urine onto the floor when they're using the, the bedside when they're using the bedside commode frame over the toilet. Okay, and then the last thing is the the grab bars. You know, and let me back up a little bit. Putting that bedside commode frame over the toilet, what it does is it erases the height. It's a quick fix if you need a taller toilet. You don't have to buy you don't have to get a plumber to come out and take your present toilet out and put in another toilet you just get that frame and put it over the toilet and it automatically brings the height of the toilet up now in addition to that a plus of doing it that way is that you now have armrest armrest from the best i come old frame gives it gives someone uh something to push off on so what they're doing is they're pushing off and you can go to a stand quite easily when you have the armrest on any seat. Okay, so I'm giving you so some tips there. And I let's go back to the grab bar, putting a grab bar on the wall right in front of him, wherever there's a wall where when he's up and he's putting his pants back together and doing whatever he's doing, he has something to hold on with one hand while he's doing that. One last thing that just popped into mind is rugs. If dad is using a walker, you wanna make sure all throw rugs are out of the way because that could be some of the reason why he's falling in the bathroom look sophie thank you for calling into the call-in line and i hope this helps and if you need any other other suggestions or if you want to contact me and we can look at a lot other things that may be occurring and where i can sit down with you and really get a good history of what's going on with dad and looking at what's going on in your life and 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 how you can better provide the care for him then i would love to talk to you you can schedule that 15 minute free consult and we can talk about it and we can see if we need to look at some other areas that may be affected and how we can further improve how the care is being provided and allowing you to just decrease the stress of taking care of dad. So thanks again, and I appreciate you calling in. Okay, you all, the next call. You know, every situation is so different. It's, it's hard for me to give her exact 
things that can be done. But with a consult, you all, I would be able to see the bathroom. I'd be able to like speak to dad and see dad move around a little bit, see what's going on. Just better steer Sophie in the right way. That's what you get when you consult with me. I get You get the opportunity for me to look at the environment, see what's the problem here, like in the bathroom, plus other areas in the home. What I want to do is make life simple. You look, and even just being able to see how you're helping him and giving you some tips that can keep you from injuring yourself and keep them from injuring themselves as well. Because it's, it's all about keeping caregiving simple, finding easier, safer ways to do what you need to do, how to streamline what you're doing, how to set limits on what can be done and what shouldn't be done. And like, look, that is too risky. You shouldn't even be trying that. That needs to be not even on the radar for what you're doing at home by yourself, helping your, your loved one. So I'm saying that part to say, uh, as a segue into the next call, and this call was from a Betty. Betty called in and she was really very frustrated with mom. Mom has had a way of doing things for years. Her routine of how she bathed every morning, how she did everything when she was taking care of her own self and all the things that was her life. But now that mom has had a stroke and she's not totally weak, but she does have some, some uh, weakness on one side and she needs a little bit of help with everything. She is just weak enough to get herself in trouble, Betty says. She can do some things, but some, some things she just should not be doing. And she is making demands on Betty to do things when she wants them done, not when they're convenient for Betty. And the example that Betty gave is mom wants a bath every morning. She wants to be put in the shower. She wants it every day. And, and, the, and the effort that it takes for Betty to do that, Betty says, it wears her out. And when she does that every day, that it is just not, it's just not convenient. And it doesn't allow for her to do the other things to take care of other important things that she would like to do with her grandkids and things that she needs to do to keep other obligations in her life. So Betty, this is my recommendation. I've been, and first of all, I wanna say I've been there. I had a mom that wanted to sleep late. She didn't wanna get up early and she wanted things done at a schedule that she had before she moved in with me. And you know, I, at, at times we wanna accommodate them because they have, they, they've had losses and we want, don't wanna like, okay, They've lost so much, we're gonna at least wanna keep things simple for them. But you know what, that is not practical all the time. And for me, my mom wanted breakfast late and I couldn't do it. So the heart to heart conversation became, I need to get you up, help you get dressed and get your breakfast before I leave. Now I had a, a daughter who was assisting with me with her care and she had a, a school schedule as well. And with going to school and coming back, she had a schedule where some of the mornings she could help with mom and other days she couldn't. So on the days that she had early classes and I needed to get mom up, 
it was on me and I had to get her up early. I'm like, I need to get you up. I need you to get in, you in a chair and I need to get you, I, everything started because when I get ready to leave at 10, I can't just wait and start breakfast at 10 and I need to do it now. So there was a lot of friction there in the beginning and it just really had to become either you don't eat breakfast these days or you eat something that is a finger food, a banana or something else that you can just have on those days. Because on the days when I'm responsible for getting you in the wheelchair, uh, then you need to do it on my timing because otherwise I can't work. I have to rearrange my whole life and my whole schedule so that I can start work so much later because I'm, I'm, I'm only starting with you at 10 o'clock and it wasn't working. I tried it and it was, it was very difficult till the decision was made. Either you don't eat breakfast on the days I I'm assisting you. And that's going to have to be the decision you do with your mom. Mom has to realize that when she can no longer do things independently and safely and independently and safely, and she's at a point where she needs assistance from someone else, then she has to be mindful and considerate of that. So guess what? The pouting will happen. They will not like it. You know, I think there's a way when you, you try to tell them nicely that this doesn't work for me to do this five days a week, seven days a week, put you in the shower. And you indicated that that whole process can take an hour to an hour and a half to do every single morning. Oh, well, I think we all can say that maybe some things need to be compromised. And first of all, I want to, you didn't give me a indication of how the showering or the bathing was done. You did mention that it was very exhausting. What I would like to, you know, to think about is when you're doing the bath, do, do you have all the safety things in place? Is it a, a shower using a bench or a seat in the tub? Or are you in a freestanding shower only where she can just walk in or a small step over a threshold to get in? Those are the kind of things that you need to really look at. Are there grab bars? Is there maybe a, a handheld shower that head? That, you could, that makes it easier. And maybe there is an easier way to do it where maybe it won't take so long to do it. But the bottom line, it is your decision about what you are able to do. So already it just seems like the, the number of showers that she has needs to decrease. And maybe looking at the on those alternate days where you can set her up in the bathroom by the sink, filling the sink up and letting her just from where she's sitting, being able to do as much as she can. And that little area where maybe a little area where she may need you to be there to hold her for her balance while she finishes up when you come in and maybe you can just wipe the legs or the feet or apply the lotion or just, just whatever, that there needs to be a, a quick version of getting cleaned up in the morning and making her partially responsible for that. So those, that's my recommendation for you. They're used to calling the shots. So they're used to running their lives. And I, I do think that there is some grace that we need to extend to them, but also we need to be mindful of what our needs. And if we're doing something so frequently that is causing us pain and stress to our body because we're wearing ourselves out, and it's taking away our energy and our time that we need to be doing somewhere else, then yeah, we need to draw some lines. But there is a place for grace. 
and for compromise. Or we can like sitting down and say, Mom, I do understand. But when I do it seven days a week or five days a week, or five days a week, this is what happens in my body as well and with my schedule as well. And this is the why. And if it's mom who's really, you know, grateful for what you're doing and mindful and considerate of your issues, then addressing it in a kind manner. Give some time to reflect on it and you can, and they soon can see a different side. So Betty, thank you for that call. I really appreciate you taking the time to care for mom. And just know that there's a, there are safe ways to do things. And as you mentioned in your call that you're having to assist her a little bit with a lot of things. And if what you're assisting her with is causing you stress, or if you are assisting them too frequently, if you feel like you're just doing too much and you're wondering, hmm, how could I set that up so that she can do a little bit more of that? and taking some of the load off of you, I want you to consider the consult line. Will you call me and we further discuss the issues and we look at the plan, look at, and we look at how things are being done. And we wanna, I wanna help you structure your day, mom's day, the environment, to allow for mom to increase in her level of independence and allowing you to just take a little step back because you're going to learn how to set up the environment and create a climate where mom is doing more for herself and you're in there assisting her only when she need it, needs it. And always being mindful that um, there needs to be room, wiggle room in how these things are done. So thanks, Betty, for the call. And I really appreciate you calling in. And I hope everything goes well with mom. And I look forward to hearing from you soon. Okay, caregivers who have tuned in today, I really appreciate the time that you invested. And just like the two calls that I aired in today, if you have a concern, if you have something that you like, you want me to like, I'm gonna ask Consuela about that, please do. I would love to hear from you. There is always a repeated saying in the caregiving arena is that self-care, you got to take care of yourself. You got to find time for self-care. And I totally agree with that. But I also believe unless you structure your day, get rid of things that you shouldn't be doing, streamline how you're doing things, and get organized, you don't really get there until you change what you're doing, not until you streamline how the care is being provided. If you're wasting so much time doing things because someone else wants you to do them, you're doing them the incorrect way, the long way, without the proper equipment, you're wearing yourself out, and you're not pulling other people into this, into this, uh, this story to help out, you're not building a support team, then there's no way to have time for self-care. You've got to make room for self-care. And the only way you make room for self-care is you've got to move some things out and you got to squeeze some things in and then you've got to 
create a block of time where then where you can sit don't talk about mom don't talk about anything related to caregiving just time for you to think about your life where you're headed headed and the things that you want to enjoy start making plans because life is more than caregiving and i really want you to enjoy your life so thanks for tuning in to the finding a foothold podcast and remember finding a foothold cares about how you give care thank you again and i'll see you next time goodbye